Welcome back to another episode of Ready Set Podcast. My name's Angus. I'm Derek, and we're joined by two guests today. I know. Back at it again with Dom. And we got another special guest. It's Caroline. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) And so she is a mortgage specialist, right? Or mortgage broker. Mortgage broker. She's her own boss. She helps people get all the good deals out there. And um, what got you started being a mortgage broker? broker. Uh, So um, I was working at TD for five years. Mm -hmm. And the first uh, I started as a financial advisor. Then I got into mortgages. Mm -hmm. Because when I I was an advisor, we learned uh, investments, uh, mortgages, and also management. But the, I like the idea of people coming to me, asking for money. Yes, <laughs> you are your, your own boss. You I know? like that. So that's why um, I prefer mortgages over investments and management. Mm-hmm. And uh, three years mortgage specialist at TD. Then, um, then, uh, then I decided to become a mortgage broker. Mm-hmm. Love TD because uh, I can offer more options, more choices, mm-hmm. and more solutions for my clients. Instead of like referring out, because when I was a TD, I could only do TD mortgages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I have access to A lenders, B lenders, private, commercials, industrial, every single criteria. So if anyone needs money, they come to me. Mm. One stop solutions. Yeah. I heard the to get the license is hard, right? To be a broker. Yes, we do need a license. Yeah. Uh, we did. I study for about two months to get my license. Oh, okay, so I had to And go. then uh, it's a lot of courses, mainly about anti-money laundering. Mm. Uh, that is a really big topic, and also um, how we do compliance, how we um, review, do our diligence for clients' documents to make sure that. Uh, we presented a good case mm-hmm. and also a valid case for the lenders to consider. Mm-hmm. I know Derek has a lot of pet peeves. Is it pet peeves? Oh, I guess. What grinds your gears? It's, it's a lot of it's a lot of uh, stuff from social media. But I wanted to ask you: um, Are more of your people that come to you are they more uh, personal loans? Or are they more business loans? Uh, mostly residential mortgages. Mostly mm-hmm. residential mortgages. Yeah, people are uh, buying, they're buying pre-sale, existing properties, or uh, refinancing to get more equity out, or consolidating the loans, debts. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do, that's mostly the main business. Okay. Um, so. What grinds your gears there? Yeah. I know you want to yeah. say it. So, <laughs> so, uh, so for those that, uh, of our viewers that don't know, uh, the Bank of Canada recently raised their uh, prime mortgage um, rate to 5%, right? Uh, on the flat. And um, with that, anybody who has variable rate, a variable rate mortgage, which is a mortgage rate that's not fixed, uh, has gone up and like, hey, everybody's complaining about it. Like I, every third post I scroll through on social media is just somebody complaining about the, their, right. their, their mortgage going up, right? And um. One of my questions to you is how how often does somebody come to you for a personal mortgage that is like way under their uh, 
uh, their earnings the deposits. Oh, no, the, the, so um, you you know how you're supposed to have a safety deposit? I forgot what it's called. Um, it's usually like twenty percent of the asking. Oh, um, yeah. Down payment. Yeah, there we go. Uh, so how many in your in your experience? How many people are like I don't have the down payment or like I'm under the down payment? Um, there are definitely a lot of first at home buyers that mm -hmm. uh, their down payments are less than twenty percent. Mm -hmm. Um, but then there are other benefits uh, as a first at home buyer, or even if your down payment is less than twenty percent, that uh, the government does have a subsidy program. Oh, sure. That uh, if you put five percent, which is the minimum requirement, mm -hmm. then uh, the government can match another five percent. Really? Oh. So, I didn't know. so that is a new policy, a uh, new program that launched about I think it's about two years, one or two years now. Oh. Did you know that, Derek? No, I did not know about this. So, uh, so it's a good thing that um, you can take that five percent mm -hmm. to buy uh, your first home mm -hmm. uh, with no interest. Um, but the catch would be, um, even though there's no interest that you need to pay back to the government, but they will take the five percent of the value where you sold it. Oh, see, there's always a catch. So yeah, so. Um, it it would be a, it would be really good for people who do need like down payment support. Like not all the people have parents' help, right? Yeah. So um, that is a good strategy. And also, um, you can use RSP for up to thirty five thousands if you're first time home buyers. And um, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, is for that government one? Is it only five percent of the asking, or is it? Um, you put however much you put in, they kind of help match it. So existing home, 5%. Uh, Pre-sales, they can do 10%. But oh. your combined down payment cannot exist 20%. Makes sense. Yeah, because less than 20%, then that would basically an insured mortgage. Mm -hmm. An insured mortgage that you would have to pay extra for the mortgage default insurance. Because less down payment, higher risk for the lender, then they will require it. A default insurance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So what I've noticed a lot of, I don't. It's it for me. I from what I've seen on the pages, it's more like realtors that want to grab headlines. It they're like they're always complaining because now that the variable rate mortgage has gone up so much, they're like, oh, how much do you need to? How much is your monthly payment to buy this? And so what they've always been doing is. They've always been pitting it at the lowest one, so you're five percent down, and they that like they didn't even mention the government matching thing either. Mm. And so they're like, "Oh, if we automatically assume that you only have five percent down of the mm -hmm. asking, then they're like, oh, plus your insurance uh, premium for the mortgage, plus um, you know, strata fees, plus um, insurance for the home, blah blah blah, is this much, and um." One of the ones that really got to me was they were like uh, a home that was like 550000 And they were like, oh, well, if you did all these like at the like the very, very minimum, it's like, oh, you'd have to pay 3400 a month-ish, right? And then it's like, and then based on all of that, they would calculate your what kind of income that you would need to make uh, for a whole year in order to afford that home. And I was thinking about myself and like, if you did your research on like how rates change and you fact that into your risk along with a decent down payment. I don't think that 
that is the proper thing. That's like headline grabbing, right? So I wanted to figure out like whether or not that was actually true because like, like that 550,000, he was like, yeah, you have to make six figures to afford that. And I was like, that doesn't seem right to afford a one bedroom, like 550,000 ish mortgage. So like, so, um, I would say that, um, before this whole interest rate hike thing, um, usually how we calculate is, um, estimate yeah. when we're talking to a first home or, um, people who are uh, interested in buying is like, if your annual household income times about four to five, then that would be the maximum mortgage amount you can be qualified. Yeah. Assuming you have no other debts, mm -hmm. but if you have student loan, RSP loan, car loan, um, all those stuff, then it's going to be added back to your additional debts, then mm -hmm. that would change the whole calculation. So in terms of your questions about buying a 550,000, um, that's say if they have five, if they want to buy a borrow of 500,000. So like basically like the whole home's worth. Yeah. Of mortgage. Um, then basically their annual salary right now, it needs to have at least a hundred K. Okay. So six figures. Yeah. It's not that too far. Okay. But I don't like the assumption that they're like, they automatically assume that you only have like in 5% down. Plus like they did, they didn't even mention that the government matching one as well. Mm. So I was thinking like at that, at a certain point, like that is headline grabbing and it's clickbait. like, yeah, clickbait is, is literally the realtor version of clickbait. That's how you get views. <laughs> well, no, cause like you, they're calculated at the minimum, right? Cause if you calculate the maximum, you assume that everyone has money to put that money down. Right. So it's, it's just like a different way of calculating the same number, but it's not financially wise to do it. Like if you only have 5,000, 5, 5% of a down payment, you, it's like, what makes you think that you, that should be enough for you to like that, like you carry such a heavy debt at plus like, or you can be qualified uh, for a 95% mortgage, yeah. right? Not a lot of people can. Yeah. Not a lot of people can, but like, that's also one of the, my, my turning point says like financial literacy is like, if you only have 5% down, it feels like that shouldn't be, I don't know. How do I say this? Um, you shouldn't immediately be thinking I should own my own place because, you know, it's like, there's a reason why the initial down payments were originally the 20% mark. Right. And that, that had to have come from some sort of statistics or some sort of, uh, calculations, uh, where they originally put it down. So if you only have 5% of the 20, that's like quarter. Mm -hmm. And so you're like, why not? do what you do and obviously you're still saving right um it's like do you think you really need to buy now or would you rather just save up more and for the future and borrow less mm -hmm. right oh uh, i think a lot of people in 2020 when the mortgage rates uh when the prime interest rate was very low they got uh you, you know like swept up in the hype right you want to buy a place before yeah, it's too late? Yeah, interest rates are super <laughs> low, right? And but then, uh, isn't it to the beneficial to get in early? Because they can create that wealth through, you know... Capital gains yeah. and everything. Yeah, yeah. And you could. And then, uh, but like, the the, the the biggest portion of that was uh, the variable rates, right? Mm -hmm. They and got screwed. Yeah, so everybody got so super screwed uh, because they're like, oh, because, you know, whenever you look at the... Uh, fixed versus variable. Fixed is always higher versus the variable, which is yeah. lower, right? I think the variable was like one point 
0.99%. I sold at 0.99%. Zero, oh, what? Really? 0. Yeah. what? Oh, my 0. God. 0.99%. 0. 0.99%. What'd you get yours? My, mine's a fix. Yeah. Well, for, no, but 0. that 6. was a variable. Oh, yeah. that was a variable. Wow. Yeah. 0.99? Bro. Yeah. So, like, that's always, like, very appealing to people, right? Because yeah. they look at the yeah. numbers, they're like, oh, this is so much lower. I can make it. I can make the payment so much less, right? But no one expected it after for, with all these uh, rate hikes. Yeah, but I don't. I can't really speak to nowadays, just because twenty twenty was like one of those lowest extreme points. years where you like I've never seen this since the sixties, seventies. No, that was when they were really high. It was uh, probably the lowest it's been for long, forty years or something. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like whenever whenever they were there, right? But I don't. I I still think that people got so caught up on that that they, they screwed themselves they over. They borrowed beyond their means, basically. That's what I'm saying right now. So, do you see a lot of like homes getting pushed back out because of it? Uh, we have heard that the lenders are getting the houses back that oh. um because oh. the clients are not being able to afford it anymore. Oh. Then basically default the payments, and then the, the house got foreclosed. Oh wow! Then there are cases that happened, but uh, I wouldn't say it's a lot because okay. people usually uh, refinance or um, you know break that contract and mm. then rather pay ten thousand penalty, but you can lower down your payments by switching into a fixed one. Yeah, like that. Would uh -huh. you would you would you suggest that now though? Because the fixed rates are pretty high. You know, uh, right now we. Only suggest so for since um beginning of the year or closer to last year. In the last year, we already start introducing fixed rates only mm -hmm. because variable rates um uh, it does have um tendency of going high, and then um, we don't predict it's gonna go down anytime soon until maybe twenty twenty four twenty twenty four twenty twenty five even now. Mm -hmm. So um for the clients who did get the variable rate. For the past two years, um, they were benefit from a lower interest rate back in the time. Mm. Now they would just have to be okay with, you know, riding a hike. And then if they're going to get triggered, so a lot of people probably get triggered already. Yeah. Uh, triggered meaning that um, your monthly payments did not change throughout the time that the rate increased. But until the point that your monthly payments cannot cover all the interest anymore, mm -hmm. then the bank will automatically change your monthly payments so while the time that you your money payment didn't incre didn't increase your amortization actually got extended so some people usually when we did a mortgage is only 25 years to 30 years mm -hmm. because your principal did not get paid then your amortization got extended to 50 to 60 years even that's why i have heard then uh, when it got adjusted they has go back to where it was supposed to be, 30 years maximum, then your monthly payment probably double or even triple. Mm. So they, about the amortization period, this, somebody mentioned, like I was reading something and they mentioned like Canada doesn't have a limit anymore or like doesn't have like a cap on the amortization years. Because um, they were mentioning something about like you can, when you stretch it, you stretch, you can stretch it to like 90 years and then it'd be like, <laughs> It's like it's you're paying for it your whole life at the at the essentially. I wouldn't say that's true, uh -huh. um, but that would probably be like I said before that it got extended automatically because you didn't pay enough. 
But when you need to renew it, that is the moment the bank is gonna bring it back to where you're supposed to be. So no, like you cannot always have like ninety years. Yeah, no, like the bank will not let you do that. that. Yeah. The bank is smarter than us. Yeah, so like, yeah. he's gonna die before <laughs> you're yeah. like, oh, I'm gonna see you in my grave. Bye. Uh, can we make that 120? <laughs> no, no, no. Banks always win. Oh, so I guess right now have you have like mortgage brokers been feeling the squeeze then because you know they're obviously because of the high mortgage rates uh, i'm assuming not many people are going to be coming for borrowing money because they can't afford it yeah well the the houses the lending rate so high yeah. so you can that means you can borrow less than what you can usually borrow based yeah. on your income right yeah so um ever since 2018 that the stress test come out uh, we are supposed to qualify the client based on the benchmark rate, which is 5.25, or contract rate plus 2%. So if right now all the mortgages are being qualified at contract rate plus 2, because rate is like, what, 6.6%, 6.5, then you have to be qualified at 8% or 8.5 or even 9% mm -hmm. based on the lender, right? So based on that, then the qualifying rate is higher than the lower mortgage amount that you can be qualified. So uh, in terms of how our business are, we're still quite busy oh. because uh, there's still a lot of demands. People are still buying. This is how Vancouver's uh, residential markets are like. Special housing market that doesn't yeah. apply to everybody else yeah. in Canada. Yeah, and uh, but we also are a um, really large city that a lot of new immigrants are here. So the demand is always going to be there. So, All the locals going to get pushed out. Uh, we're moving out to Langley, guys. <laughs> Even Langley's expensive. Langley's expensive. Langley's yeah. expensive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you're going to move to like Chilliwack. Oh, yeah. But yeah. Abbotsford. Yeah. yeah. Where all the fire forest fires are. But <laughs> Nobody right wants now, to live anymore. We, we do see more investors uh, going to uh, Calgary. Edmonton, yeah. uh, Because there is no property transfer tax there. And um, the price is a lot cheaper. You can spend 700000 and buy a house. Yeah. Here, you probably had to spend like double 1.4, 1.5 even to buy a house here. Yeah. And it's a pretty small house too, right? Yeah. 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 So, uh, but of course, Calgary, there's other factors. Um, as far away as in the prairies. Yeah. yeah. Not much to do. <laughs> Highway. Okay. First of all, Calgary is not that bad. Yeah. Edmonton, <laughs> no, is the worst. Edmonton, Edmonton is the one. That's the other one. That, yeah. that, that, that's the they have like the super mall. Oh, they, did you hear it? They're they're opening a Universal Studios inside the Edmonton Super Mall. Universals really? in yeah. the mall? How can yeah. they fit like actual Universal? So they're tearing down the amusement park section of it. There's an okay. amusement park. Yeah, so there's they like a, there was like rides. a wave pool slash amusement park section of uh, the Edmonton Super Mall, and apparently they're gonna close that off and they're gonna renovate or whatever. It's gonna be a purely indoor Universal Studios. That sounds lame. I don't. I was <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> but like, they're like, I was like, I guess it's their way of trying to attract more people to come over to Edmonton rather than Calgary. Because, mm -hmm. you know, they always had that. It was Calgary that had that promotion where they're like, oh, come live in Calgary. You know, you can afford a house here. You yeah. Know? All you the tech companies are going over there, too. Yeah, cheaper, right? cheaper rents or leases. Yeah, no, the rent is expensive there. Is it rent? No, no, no the really? rent is cheap there, but yeah. the utilities are expensive. It utilities, is? really? Utilities, tenants have to pay. Oh, Lend oh. so that's why the rent there is so low because it doesn't cover the utilities. Right, that's a pain. And um, the, um, yeah, 
I think the rents are increasing, but not as much as the capital gains. Mm-hmm. So for investors who go there, usually just uh, get the rental income. Mm-hmm. Oh, did you hear about uh, Toronto's condo market crashing? Yeah. Yeah, they were like, I was thinking, I was looking at it, I was like, that can't be right. But like I the guess, price is going down? Yeah, like Toronto, Toronto, not like. What's the reason? <laughs> Ontario. Same thing. Same as here too. Like the price goes down for like twenty percent. What well. is it? Just because no one wants to buy condos, or uh, people still prefer buy houses. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and then really. because they have to, if you look at a gap, like condo versus townhouse, townhouse versus house. So um, right now the condo will have to drop in order for you know more demands for some buyer to actually mm. buy the the condos. And then for people who want to upgrade from condo to townhouse, then they can start mm-hmm. doing so. And then if they have the capacity, then they will buy houses, right? So that's why the house is still okay, but mm-hmm. condos are going down a little bit because Dude. of the demands and supplies too. We got to sell our place. <laughs> Goodbye, <laughs> Toronto. <laughs> do that. <laughs> Especially depending what job you have. Yeah. yeah. If you over there, you may not be able to find a job. That is very true. <laughs> I heard uh, Toronto or Ontario itself is pretty like land, like renter friendly. It, it's anti landlord renter friendly <laughs> because I think it's because of the rules of uh, same as BC. What's a pre? What who is the premier there? Doug Ford. Is it Doug Ford? No, it, it's it's a new lady now. But Doug Ford was the previous one that implemented all of them. I kept ha- I kept hearing about all those like people, the landlords in uh, Toronto just getting shut out of their homes because mm. like one the renters wouldn't pay and then um and then they like changed the locks or something but the because of the tenancy board takes so long to do anything mm-hmm. they're like they just wait like six plus months before like they even get a hearing on it and i was like oh that's interesting so i wasn't sure like that played a part of it or it's just more of like everyone just losing interest in condos now because you know there's so much extra fees with condos too. It is. Especially when you have a swimming pool, the strata. Oh yeah. Going oh, through yeah. the roof. <laughs> yeah. Like I know how how long do you think this spike or this rate hike would constantly keep going up? When when will it start chilling out? Uh, I think that this year is the year that they're going to start chilling out. Oh, really? So uh, at the very beginning, uh, they increased once, they did pause, and they increased again, right? So um, I think right now they're just going to see, watch and see, and then see uh, like uh, how the market is going to react to it because their main goal is to drop the inflation, mm-hmm. right? Because right now inflation is still really high. Yeah. Um, so that's why the only solution, the only tool is to increase the interest rate. But since last year, that um, the amount of increase that they have done, it has caused a lot of Canadians to um to lose your homes or uh, can't afford anymore and then the, that does slow down inflation a bit <clears throat> but not as much so yeah. that's why this year they just increase it but the next one will be september then we will see how september oh career. and then if it they might like raise it again in september we don't know mm. oh my god so my other question is um so you know how there's a lot of different factors that factor into inflation, right? Um, do you know if they if they include 
the mortgage inflation into there, like because you know when they raise the interest rate, obviously the cost of the cost of the mortgage goes up if you have a variable rate, right? So because I I heard some um some of the economists that I saw were like arguing, and they're like, well, you know, if you take a look at the inflation numbers, some of it is actually due to the fact that the Bank of Canada raised their uh, mortgage rates and like the variable rates because it's like the cost, right? And then I was thinking, I was like, I don't know if they actually do include the mortgage rates into the inflationary calculations. Because all the other ones were like gas, which is why like the Ukraine and Russia war was so mm -hmm. um, detrimental to inflation, uh, well, detrimental to us, but increased inflation was because the price of gas went up so much, right? And then when gas rocketed, that, um, that pushed inflation like super high. But now it, I guess they're somewhat chilling out and then it's gone back down now. Mm -hmm. But I was like, oh, I never thought about that. But I was like, I don't think, do you know? Uh, I don't think they do though. <clears throat> because uh, inflation is based on customer products, right? Yeah. So <clears throat> gas, your living costs, your food. Um, so um, I think those are what it's based on. Mm -hmm. And then in order to slow down the inflation is to make sure that the people don't spend as much anymore. Mm -hmm. So that when people don't spend, then people are just going to start dropping the price. Mm -hmm. So. Dude. That's where they increase the rate. Then there's GIC marketing for 5%. Yeah. Right? You locked in, you lock locked in, in right? Lock in. <laughs> you locked in, right? For GIC? Yeah, I locked it in because I was like, wow. 5%? That's yeah. a lot. That's a lot. Dude, we've never seen that in my lifetime, I don't think. In our lifetime? Yeah. I don't think no, so. Right? Five, it was five percent is a lot. That was, yeah. was out there. Yeah. Back yeah. in the, I think it's like 30, 40 years ago, I think the GIC is even 10%. Oh, wow. The mortgage rate was 20%. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That's what, that's what a lot of the older people are talking about. It's like, back in my day, we were like paying 18 to 20% in mortgage interest rate. Yeah. I was like, yeah. oh, okay. You guys still didn't have to borrow that much, you know, for uh, for mm -hmm. a home because it was like a home was like what two hundred thousand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, you you know, kind of weighing out the difference in calculations. Yeah. It still doesn't really make sense. Maybe I mean, their minimum wage was also like what six six bucks. Let's be real though. The tax was a lot lower, wasn't it back then? I don't know. Oh. I actually have no idea. Government <laughs> yeah. Antonio. Yeah. No, yeah. oh, but one of the other things I really did not like about the those TikTok reels is um, for inflation reasons. Uh, people like you know people complaining about how high grocery prices are, right? There are certain people that really like to try and gaslight that. And so I saw this reel the other day, and there was a a girl, and she was like saying, "Man, Vancouver prices are way out of hand." And then she was like showing pictures of uh, different prices. So she showed like a package of chicken breast for uh, like two chicken breasts for like 18 bucks and then uh, like whole foods or something and then uh, yeah I'll, I'll get to that so <laughs> and, and then, so she she was like um uh was like like cherry organic cherries and then they're like 10 bucks a pound or something like that and i was like thank goodness the people in the comments were like butchering smarter, her smarter yeah they're butchering her because they're like yo i shop in vancouver I, I live in vancouver there's no way these are the prices and then some some guy pointed out it's like you know she went to choices which is like one which is like almost equivalent of whole foods now. it's like an urban fair kind yeah, of yeah, thing yeah it's like, like urban fair kind yeah, of for, thing for people who don't know what urban fair is it's like a really expensive market 
Yeah. Like you just paid double the price for the same thing. I, I guess it's a, the quality is the same. I mean, you could argue maybe meat quality is a little bit higher depending on the grading, but just go to Costco that, then. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> Costco's great. Yeah. Costco's great, yeah. great quality. Can you buy in bulk? You save a lot. Like... Yeah, but there's like, like she's not the only one. There's so many people that that try to gaslight like that too. And I was like, dude, gets, this is it. Gets the views. I man. was like, dude, stop gaslighting people. This is so stupid. <laughs> I mean, groceries can be expensive depending on what your wages are, right? Like if you like, if this person's going like, I make minimum wage, and this is a chunk of my wage. I'm like, I get it. It's expensive to live in Vancouver. But like, if you're going to the most expensive store, and because you need it to be organic and you need it to have like no GMOs and stuff like that, is it gluten free? I'm I'm not gonna shit in gluten free. <laughs> I'm not allowed. <laughs> there are people in my life that need it. <laughs> but like, no, it's just like, you know what that like? Oh man, this is sound so bad. You know that the, the, the saying that beggars can't be choosers. Bitch, if you broke, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Like, if you broke, then eat broke food. That's just is what it is, right? Mm. Like, if you have the money for it, then pay for what you can mm-hmm. for. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's, like, you can complain all you want about the price of the food. But, like, honestly, like, that shouldn't like, be the biggest of your worry. Yeah, it's like, do you really need those or- those cherries to be organic? Yeah. <laughs> or can but you think do with the regular one? I need it because it's in season and I just love cherries. But organic? Do you need it over organic? It tastes uh-huh. better. Oh. Okay. Well, you want a perfectly good farm, yeah. you can pay 10 bucks and pick your own. Yeah. Go all the way over to uh, I'm Abbotsford. T- I'm <laughs> tired, <laughs> though. Yeah, yeah. Richmond has it. You can pick yeah. apples. Yeah. yeah. Oh, damn. <laughs> but, yeah, that was a. Uh, I actually learned a lot through um, all the mortgage rates. and <laughs> I was Not scared. looking too good for the next few years, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Is it the next few years? Uh, I think she said 2025. Yeah, about like two years. Oh, dude, yeah. we got two more years of this. Yeah. Oh, God. All right. Well, you're not buying anyway. You're fine. <laughs> what? <laughs> Are you buying? Am I, am I applying? Are you going to buy? Am I going to buy? Well, I want to buy a house. <laughs> but I can't afford one. <laughs> Derek wants a house, too. It's it's too hot. Not not in Vancouver. Not in Vancouver. Maybe Ooh. we'll move to Calgary. Yeah, I actually thought about like moving to Calgary. <laughs> can't afford a house here. Oh, maybe me, you, Ricky, and <laughs> but change well, scenarios. Town. Oh, yeah. <laughs> leave town. Yeah, but is there anything you want to plug? Like, okay, if we, someone wants to apply for a mortgage rate, how can they find you? Yes, yes, they can find me on Instagram. Okay, yeah, which um, is? <laughs> you want to plug your Instagram? We'll plug your Instagram into the description. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and uh. They can find me on WeChat, Line, Facebook, any type of social media. You can Google as well. I have yeah. a Google profile. Okay. Oh, what was the name for it? Just Caroline True Mortgage Broker. All right, you hear you hear it first. All right. So um thanks again for coming on this podcast. Um, I hope everyone learned a lot about how screwed we are in Vancouver. <laughs> yes. But um, it's not hard to borrow money, you just gonna come find me. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh was it the government gives you five percent? Yeah. Yeah. Got, but they take but they that. take five percent back <laughs> when you sell. When you sell, so when you just you don't sell. ever sell. Yeah. And then you get that five percent as a capital gain, right? Or yeah. something like that. <laughs> or counts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you better live in there forever, man. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> but let us know in the comments um if you like them organic cherries. <laughs> or I don't know if you think things are getting out of hand and you know, what you're doing to make a living here. It's kinda hard. Yeah. Vancouver life is rough. <laughs> yeah. But let us know, um, yeah, just 
give us a like, subscribe, hit that notification button. Um, you can find us on YouTube, TikTok, IG. Everything in, is in the link tree. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Thanks again for coming on the podcast. Yeah. And oh, thank you for having, having me. Yeah. And we'll see everyone on the next one. All right. All right. Bye. bye. bye.